Hey everyone, thanks for joining us. This is the Twin Cities Carry Show, brought to you by Twin Cities Carry. We are a permit to carry and firearms education training company based in Minnesota. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram at Twin Cities Carry, or check out our website, tccarry.com. Hey everyone, this is Shane. I just wanted to hop in real quick, give you a heads up. We had some technical difficulties starting this episode and where we're going to jump into the episode is in the middle of an interview with steve from north metro tactical he's given us some information on his training company if you are in the northern metro area of minnesota go ahead and check out steve and north metro tactical we were super happy to have him on the show and i hope you guys enjoy this thanks carry classes and then do some advanced stuff on the side kind of personal request type thing um it was nice to have these guys asked me to come on, um, you know, doing the classes for when I did. I did a class a uh, long time ago for a mutual friend of ours. And uh, a year or so later, he calls me up and says, hey, there's this guy, AJ, thinking about becoming a permit to carry instructor. Can you help him out? I said, hey, give him, have him give me a call. That's what we're all about. We may be in competition kind of for the, you know, students and stuff that are out there but all of us as instructors have that end goal we want to make sure that everybody can get that proper quality training that they need to have um, and it shouldn't be any other way than to work together to be able to help everybody achieve that goal so and then aj started twin city carry here we are sitting in our own living right. rooms talking to the masses <laughs> we got booted off facebook hmm. Like, just going to keep going. Uh, I'm just going to restart it. I don't, that one was not Skip me. it. Let's just keep going and we can re-upload later. Screw Facebook. Guns, guns, guns. Yeah, I, don't need I, I agree. We don't need Facebook. Uh, it's not like they like us. It happens. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, jumping right into it. Now we're fa- we're live on Facebook again. It, see, I don't know what happened. It booted us. Uh, it's okay. We got that recorded. We'll go ahead and push that out. Um. Uh, First thing I wanted to jump into, Vista Outdoors. A couple weeks ago, it came out in a press release that they are a billion, with a B, billion dollars in back order, which is roughly a year's worth of ammunition for them. For those of you who don't know, Vista Outdoors is the parent company for uh, Federal and now Remington and a few other CCI, Blazer, uh, Amumet. Did you ever do the breakdown on that and figure out how many rounds? Oh, yeah, I did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So first off, first thing I did is I found the last bulk order I made in 2019. Uh, it happened to be through Palmetto State. It was Fioki 9mm, 115 grain FMJ, right? Standard stuff. I got it for $7.99 a box. Man, those prices <laughs> sound good nowadays, don't they? Right. I ordered 20 boxes, right? 1,000 rounds, $159. So $160. Bucks. Nice. I found, I found available the exact same ammo, Fiocchi, 9mm, 115 grain. Uh, care to take a guess at how much that costs now? 35 bucks a box. Yeah. It is plus 30. It is $900 for 1,000 rounds. It is 89 cents per round versus 17 cents a year ago. So 45 bucks a box. Yeah. Dang, that was good for right off the head there, Jim. Nice. Calculator. Uh, I'm not going to tell you how long it took me to figure out these numbers. Calculators with always the calculator. <laughs> yeah. So 89 cents around. We're almost a buck a pop on pistol rounds. On nine millimeters. So I took it a step further, right? Or if they're still taking coupons. 
<laughs> I was surprised I could find Fioki uh, available. Uh, interestingly enough, I still have all of those thousand rooms I bought in twenty. Ah, uh, all right. So looking at that, right? This is up. Vista Outdoors, one of the larger ammo menus. They have a billion dollars in back order. What is that in nine millimeter? Just if they were going to do nothing but produce nine millimeter, which realistic 75% of it's going to be nine millimeter anyway. Uh, that would equate to in, in 2019, it would have been 5 billion rounds. Sorry, 5 million, 5 billion rounds. Uh, in 2020, it is 1.1 billion rounds. That's how much the price has in, in a year. Wow. Yeah. 89 cents a round. There are five, 1.12 billion rounds on back order. Wow. At today's yeah. price. At today's price. Man. So which could easily continue to rise. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it, it's unlikely to get any better. I was, at, I was at the gun range today over lunch. I'm standing there, and it was surprisingly busy at noon today. I mean, I, I guess with the new mandate and, well, this close to the holiday off work, but every bay was full, everybody was shooting, and I didn't hear bang, bang. All I heard was ching, 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 <laughs> ching, ching. <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, you know, I was I was at Stock and Barrel in Egan a couple of weeks ago, and there was this guy just, I mean, round after round after round um, of nine millimeter, and the pile of brass he left at the end, three hundred dollars. I was talking with the RSO. I'm like, I, I I can't imagine shooting that much right now, even if it's available. To, it, it's not gonna, like I said, not gonna get any better. Uh, it's nothing short of fiscally irresponsible unless you really need the training. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Just make sure you're working in some, you know, dry fire and, and, uh, yeah. Increase draw, the dry fire. Hit the sand from a holster. The dummy rounds. I mean, get safely. the laser training for your living room. I mean, God. So yeah. many options. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I've heard of guys going to uh, uh, replica BB guns. You yep. know, there are so many, so many guns now that are replicated in that BB format. There are a lot of guys who are going to the garage and shooting a BB gun now. All of your man- major, uh, ma- major manufacturers are licensing their designs for airsoft. So, yep. I mean, if it works from the sense of you can safely work through drawing from a holster, uh, getting your grip bringing out fire and pulling the trigger. It's like anything. Nothing beats actual, actual live fire, but there's a lot of things you can practice without like, yep. Yeah. I can't afford to shoot that much nine millimeter. I wonder, you know what you didn't look into here. I wonder what sim munitions are running. They were always more expensive to begin with though. They might not be. (laughs) Right. I mean, you can't even find cheap reloading prices or or supplies. So, Oh, yeah, my understanding is one of the biggest shortages right now is on primers, and a, a simunition round is still going to use that, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. So everybody knows ammo's expensive. So it's not going to get any better. Yeah, if we surprised anybody with that, you're living under a rock. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, So that being said, you know, there are there's still other things to look at, still other things to spend your money on if you're not spending uh, ammunition and taking that. I thought we'd get real deep into what each of us carry, uh, specifically firearm, holster, holster manufacturer, you guys carry an extra mag or anything else that you carry uh, specifically for your everyday carry. I'm gonna go first and here's why. I'm currently in transition. I bought a couple of new pistols. In fact, at this point, I have bought four pistols to replace what was my regular carry for the last 
nine years. <laughs> um, two of them very recently, and actually I've only carried a couple times yet, so I don't I don't have a clear cut decision made yet. Um, I had originally bought a, a Kimber 1911 to replace my standard carry piece, and the reason I took first turn, um, I'm a left-handed shooter. You know, it's not completely uncommon, but obviously in comparison, there's a much smaller percentage of shooters are left-handed compared to right-handed. Um, and I would like to take this opportunity to completely roast Bravo concerns. They don't make left-handed holsters and screw those guys. Pisses me off. So this came up in class on Saturday. Did it really? So Jason was there and we were talking holsters and I was like, that's right, you're a lefty. And, uh, not, not specifically Bravo Concealment, but he 100% agrees with you that you cannot find left-handed holsters. So It's harder. I'm not yeah. saying you can't find them. I mean, a lot of places make both. Um, if you get into the more obscure guns, you know, if you get outside of the clocks and you get outside of the M&Ps, you start getting into, I don't, let's just say, Canic or whatever, right? you're definitely going to have a harder time. Yeah. Um, well, I think that's, that's kind of universal for guns, though. I mean, we, we yeah, always are dealing with people that are, that are cross-body dominant at the range. And if you come in left-handed but right-eye dominant, I'm like, oh, shoot with your right hand, shoot with your right hand. But if it's the other way around, if you're right-handed and left-eye dominant, I'm like, well, you've got to decide because it's more difficult. But, I mean, what, 89% of the population is right-handed? 97% of the guns made are right-handed? It's tough yeah. to tell somebody to switch to your left hand because now it's so much harder to find a gun, yep. let alone a holster. Yeah, it, it's a real thing, and you can find them. It's not like you can't find them, but you really end up kind of settling on options yeah, I think you can get a versus what you want. You may not find the exact holster that you want by that nope. manufacturer that you're used to having that you feel comfortable with. Yep. Now you switch guns, and it's like, yeah. Got to find a new holster to work Which with. is a whole nother decision process on what gun to carry. I mean, yep. because if I can't find a, a great holster that I like to carry gun A, I can't carry that gun. Now I have to carry a different gun. So anyways, I haven't decided yet. I got, I got a lot of options to choose from right now. I'm actually waiting on a couple of holsters uh, for the newest ones, but... Uh, I look at uh, getting a new firearm as an option to try a new holster manufacturer. <laughs> I know it's it's a problem. Uh, I don't know. Steve. So did you find the thing would be is could you find a nice quality holster for that dollar wrapped high point that you're looking at? Uh, I mean, I'm thinking urban concealment. You know, I've had a lot of luck with the Santee. <laughs> <laughs> so if I'm gonna do the the hundred dollar bill wrapped high point, I feel like I should put it in a holster that costs more. How did this make it through more than one show? Oh. <laughs> All right, Steve. Uh, what's your go-to carry uh, setup? Um, I started out, uh, I'm a Glock guy. I'll, be, I'll fully admit it. I know there's some people that just hate them because I'll be, I'll be one to admit they are ugly, but I know that my firearm's going to shoot every time. Uh, so I started out with a 26, and then uh, when I wanted something a little bit smaller, I went to the shield. Well, that was before that they came out with the without having the safety on it. Well, being a Glock guy and have you know point and shoot type capability, there were some times I'd come home and I'd take my firearm off and go to put it in the safe and my safety would be on. And I'm like, well, now if that happens in real life scenario and I'm looking at you know a point and shoot, now I'm immediately going into a panic. So I kind of put that one away and then uh, I went for a Glock 40. 
and that's pretty much my primary carry gun um, inside the waistband, outside the waistband, depending upon the season and how I'm going to dress. Usually carry, you know, four o'clock position. Um, holster that I really like is uh, Stealth Gear. Um, they're really, really super comfortable. Um, I like the backing and the stuff on this one. It's got that vent core. It breathes mm. really, really nice in the summertime. Nice. So that's kind of been my go-to type thing. Um, and then when I started carrying the 43, I did start carrying backup magazine with me as well, just because I was losing those rounds when I swapped over from the 26. So, so are you looking at maybe in the future going to like a 43X where you get that 10, it was a 10 plus one, I think? 10 plus one. Actually, I've got, just because of having the grip and being able to get more finger, I've actually got plus two extensions on mine. Okay. So I do have a little bit extra capacity there. Yeah, I uh, I carried a shield for a long time. I, I had the one without the safety um, after right manufactured. Loved it, but it was always very slick. And I'm not a fan of those slip-on grip covers. So I, I would agree yeah. with your, you're switching to a Glock. I'm, I'm probably, oh, go ahead, Adrian. I was just going to say that, and actually, the, the safety is one of the reasons that I have now not settled. So, as I said, I, I, I switched from a Glock as my, my carry to a 1911 intentionally. Um, part of that holster issue is the safety, right? I was going from a gun with no safety to a gun with safety, which I could overcome with training and I was prepared to do. Unfortunately, that gun didn't come with a left-handed safety, right? So I had to add one. But you know what didn't take into account that addition? The holster. I would find myself carrying that gun and suddenly that safety would either activate or deactivate itself. And I never knew what position that safety was in. And same thing. I was like, well, that's now a safe clean. I don't know what condition it's going to be in when I grab it. And that's not okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's a serious issue. Yeah. Uh, Jim? You want to touch on yours? Yeah, I was say, if you don't mind, I actually had uh, something I wanted to share here, just in case there are people who don't necessarily know, you know, what some of the different sizes of guns are. You know, oh, we say this we in go. class a lot of times. <laughs> size matters. Always talking about size. You know, you want to carry the biggest handgun that you can conceal to the extent necessary. You know, don't be seduced by the tiniest models. But uh, we talk about, you know, a full-size handgun. You know, these are going to be the ones that are easiest to shoot, but hardest to conceal. You know, full-size handguns are the easiest to shoot. Larger size of weight makes it difficult to conceal. But, you know, generally five inches more height, seven more inches in length. There's your, your, your compact or your, your full-size. Compact is, is, is kind of a, a strange term because compact is just the next size down. And this is the size I tend to carry is, is the compact. Subcompact, you know, you're going to get now into the ones that are really easy to, uh, to uh, conceal. There's uh, Steve's, you know, Glock 26 or the 43 would be in this one as well. And then you get down to the micros. Those are the ones that are just plain hard to hold on to. Uh, Glock 42, that's a 380, right? Yeah. I'm not super familiar with the Glock line, but the 42 is a 380. Anyway, so those are, are some of the, the, just the differences in size there. But uh, yeah, I carry a, a SIG 229, which is a, a compact, and I'm not one that's overly concerned about concealment, so I tend to carry outside the waistband, but because I'm not overly concerned about concealment to know that once in a while if I move the right way you're going to see it, I always carry an at least a level 2 holster, 
And uh, right now I'm carrying a Safari Land 6300 series. They call it the ALS automatic locking system or something yep. like that. Nice. Uh, so, but yeah, I, uh, you know, I, I was carrying a Sig Sig 365 for a couple of years, actually. But when the riots hit, I thought, yeah, I don't know, 10 rounds, 15 rounds. And I went to the, to the 229 because it's 15 rounds. I do sometimes carry extra magazines, but not typically. That's part of why I went to the larger gun was just because I don't typically carry extra magazines. Well, that's kind of why I like the Glock platform, because if I do want to carry anything extra, you know, from the 26, I can just go to a Glock 19 mag and just get, you know, finger extensions onto it again to get that full grip and extra capacity there. That's what makes the Glock a nice platform to be working on for me anyway. Yeah, and there are a lot of guns that do that too. You know, if you carry the SIG 229 like I do, you can also carry a 224. The 79 magazines will work in it. Uh, that whole 320 system that uh, Gla uh, SIG came out with recently is like that as well. As long as the magazine's big enough, it'll fit. When I carried a 320, if I did carry extra magazines, I wouldn't carry extra 15-round magazines. I'd carry extra 21-round magazines. I mean, you're going to carry more, carry more. True that. Right. Uh, but, but yeah, to your point, that's that's a great sign and the uh, you know a great feature of the the Glock. As long as the the magazine is the same format, double stack like that, it'll fit in all of them all the way down. I am curious to learn how Shane is doing with the hundred dollar bill wrapped gun as a carry piece. Uh, nobody has reached out offering to sell me one yet. So as soon as somebody offers to sell me one, I'll, I'll let you guys know. Uh, turns out even high price, high point prices have gone up in 2020. <laughs> uh, you know, Jim, you're, we've talked about it on the show, but your decision behind what you carry, you put a lot of thought for carry, uh, your carry firearm, not only thought, but uh, testing. And uh, you kind of applied the scientific method to, to what you wanted to carry. I think you took it a step further than maybe most of us do. And that's not a bad thing, a good thing. Well, yeah, you know, we talk about that in class where at least as a new person, you know, the striker fired format is a good place to start because you have a reasonable trigger pull and it's consistent. Well, what I'm carrying right now is a double action, single action. So I've got a heavy first trigger pull and then my gun actually has a very light single action trigger pull. I would certainly not want the single action trigger pull on mine to be the only trigger pull because it is nice to know that the first round is going to go off with with intention only but uh yeah i've got to practice the double action pull i've got to tracking practice with the single action pull and i've got to practice the transition between the two so it certainly makes it harder but the short version is i switched to this gun because i did a little testing among some of the other ones that i own and i just happened to shoot this one more accurately than everything else and i thought i owe it to society to shoot the or to carry the one that i shoot most accurately right yes yeah. uh, i would think ah no, absolutely, and I think you put a lot of thought into it, which is awesome. Uh, so, for myself, I I carry a P365, well, 75% of the time. Uh, the 10 plus 1 magazine, I have it in a, a Tier 1 uh, tier one concealment holster. Uh, it's all Kydex. It does not have the awesome, you know, vent core like the, the Stealth Gear has. It's also a little slimmer. I carry an appendix anywhere from... 1230 to, to 130 position uh took me a little bit to transition to that position kind of learning how to adjust uh how to live with it there and i really started to like it i think i've had it maybe four or five months now um prior to that i carried a shield you know, and I, I like that shield good firearm uh but i wanted that additional capacity out of the c5 
Uh, you know, for me, if I'm, so that's the go-to, that's the everyday carry. Like that's the one I'm going to freaking carry 90% of the 75%. Now that we're in hoodie weather though, my preferred, like if I had my choice, like what I would carry every day is Here we my, go. Uh, <laughs> that hundred dollar wrapped high point. Yes. <laughs> that is not what you were going to say. No, I love that. Uh, Smith and Wesson MMP 2.0 full size. I got the magazine extension Oh, I thought on for it. sure you were going to go straight to CZ. No, that's not, not a gun. Sure. No, that is way too heavy to be carrying. That all steel frame? No. Uh, that and I haven't found it's a... It's going to attach the suspenders to the gun itself. So I haven't found Jeez, a... I don't know anybody who carries a, an all steel gun like that. Oh, wait, I do. <laughs> I, uh, I'm not looking no, to do that. Around it, that. That that is a lot of weight to be carrying yeah. around all day. It really does. You know, you you don't think adding a pound and a half to your belt is a big deal until you've done it for a few hours. Oh crap! That CZ's got to be two and a half pounds when it's loaded. Um, yeah. No. Well, how many people that are out there that are just starting to carry actually take their belt into consideration? Well, you know, if you don't have a good belt to hold your equipment up, it's not going to be a comfortable thing for you. Yeah, you're you're not wrong. I've gone through a few belts. Um, you know, and. Uh, not always just, uh, how do I put this, supportive. Support isn't even the only factor in that, which is an important one. But a lower quality belt will also wear out much faster. Yep. With that additional weight and wear right there. I mean, I've burned through many low quality belts just because of that additional attachment point. You know, wearing a pair of pants, there isn't much wear on a belt in a short amount of time. But holding a gun on there... That's a it's a lot of movement right there and a lot of wear. Yeah, I've uh I've done like blue. I I really like the blue Alpha Gear belts. They have the the Cobra clip on them. They're a little larger. They're hard to hit, but they're a heavy duty weave, and that seems to hold up without deforming uh, too much. You know, I have a I do have a leather belt. Very it's quarter inch thick leather belt. Really seems to hold up. Belts. It's gonna stretch out your pant belt loops. Potentially break belt loops as well too. Yeah, there's a lot that goes in. Uh, just taking a quick look. I'm just touch, touching on you, uh, saying you're carrying the 365. That is what I used to carry. I have some 15 round mags on order, and the, yeah. the goal is that maybe I can get back to carrying the 365, knowing that I can have 15 round mags, you know, stashed for for replacement because then I'd feel more comfortable about the number of rounds I can do. Because there's no going around it. That that 229 is a pretty big gun to carry. It bumps into stuff and. Mm-hmm. uncomfortable when you get in the car and it gets between you and the seatbelt. So I'd, I'd kind of like to go back to that 365 if I could, but I'd, I'd feel comfortable doing it only if I had a few more rounds available. Uh, I'm just looking at the comments real quick and uh, somebody's mentioning Bigfoot gun belts and they really just distribute the weight well. I don't have any, I've, I've never heard of Bigfoot gun belts. Uh, you know, that's... His name is Daryl. Daryl. You haven't seen that commercial? Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Right over my head. I have no clue what we're talking about. Uh, you know, that's... A stupid progressive insurance commercial. Oh, okay. Um, there's a lot There's a lot of manufacturers out there uh, trying to get in on the end. I think there's as many gun belt manufacturers anymore as there are holsters. Uh, there, man. I was thinking the other day, you're not wrong, there are. Um, for gun belt. Uh, all leather belts. Oh, steel core leather belts. Nice. Um just thinking about buying a few sheets of Kydex and trying to make my old holster. And then I realized I'd probably just burn off all of my from the process. I'll hey, leave it. be tricky. It's not bad. I've nice. dabbled. Yeah, have you? Yeah, mm-hmm. Nice. It's not bad. Okay. There's a little hey. trial and error there. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, it's not that hard, right? 
basically you can heat them up right in your oven, uh, press them to your firearm, install the the uh, screws and washers and the yep. little rubber spacers. And, up, get some belt. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe one day. I wonder, you know, I wonder what the availability on that stuff is now. I mean, with people being home and everything else skyrocketing, I wonder, I wonder. I'm, I'm going to find out. The new Much high like, commodity. <laughs> yeah, you can get the Kydex, but no hardware. <laughs> <laughs> no, the Kydex will be cheap. It's, it's the hardware pack that'll be expensive. I don't know. It looks like it's available. 25 bucks for... Go up the old Ace hardware. Bust out the hardware, the stainless steel hardware. And oh my God, could you imagine a metal freaking hole? Yeah. Nice and sticky. Made it out of PVC and duct tape. <laughs> uh, you see that like it's a bad thing. No, 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 man. Uh, all right. Uh, moving topics. We'll probably beat that one to death. Uh, <laughs> so real quick, uh, the the new stay-at-home order or, or whatever it is, the pause or whatever he wrote Hasn't really affected ranges, uh, at least privately owned range ranges. I do know it's closed a few of the city operated ranges. Have you guys heard of anything specific or anything that people should be aware of? Yes, as far as I'm aware, the only ones I, the only two that I'm aware are not currently open are North Metro and South Metro, which mm-hmm. are both city owned. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think that's that's all it really was. Classes aren't going to, as normal at all ranges for for all companies that I'm aware of. Um, Unless they have a specific thing, uh, you know, as usual, just if you're wondering if your class is going on, reach out to whatever company. And if you are scheduling with us, we will get a hold of you if something changes. Yeah, very true. All right. I, I, I wanted to stay central to Minnesota, right? That's, that's where most of us reside. But I'm not above taking a shot at California when it presents it. Oh, boy, it's far too often in the street. <sighs> right? <laughs> yeah. So... Ah, recently, security chief for Apple, as in iPads and iPhones, that Apple, uh, has been indicted for allegedly trading iPads for carry permits. See, and now is this really on the security chief? I feel like in this scenario, this should be on the guy at the office, the sheriff's office or the police station. So they elicited the bribe from Apple. Uh, uh, they are absolutely uh, under indictment as well. The under sheriff, okay. the under sheriff, and the captain um, basically have been charged with uh, withholding concealed carry permits from parties seeking to acquire them through a traditional application process. Uh, this is not the first, and it won't be the last story. You know, and for the guy at Apple, this is an easy decision. He's like two hundred iPads done. There you go. Yeah. Yep. I mean. He's paying cash or he's paying iPads. You know what I mean? To him, same difference. It's he's they just trying to get it through like a loophole to where they were just sliding them the paperwork where they actually didn't have to go through the training. That's kind of what I took from it. So that's not what I took. California's shall issue. Uh, excuse May, me, issue. May, May issue. May issue. May issue. So not June issue or July. Right. So they are uh, May issue, and this is just greasing the wheels of the bureaucracy in California. This we we had one, no, maybe a month ago. We talked about similar situation. Uh, yeah, the both of the sheriff's uh, office employees, the, the captain and the under sheriff, have been indicted. Uh, Apple is standing behind the head of global security. I think the frustrating thing for me is Apple is another one of those big tech companies who wants to tell you you don't need guns you shouldn't have guns it's not your right to defend yourself or your, and uh you know but we we see them potentially allegedly skirting 
the rules. I'm not. I guess I'm not faulting them, but the hypocrisy in big tech is just kind of foot side you fall on. Um, I just wanted to get your guys' account on. Well, I've, I've mentioned this story before. You know, I had a, a customer a couple of years ago who maintains a Minnesota permit because his parents live here, but he's from or he lives in California now and something around San Francisco. So I couldn't tell you what county it was if I wanted to. But when he tried to get a permit out there, they told him, now you got to be part of the sheriff's posse. And he said, what's that take? He says, ah, at least $5,000. I mean, that sounds like the definition of a bribe to me. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would say that that's exactly what that is. But... I mean, time after time, we're hearing about this exact same bribe, $5,000, 200 iPad, need to be in the boy. I mean, it, there's a pattern here. And not even now, I'm sure it's been. Oh, yeah. I, I think I think anywhere that you have a program where it uh, a May-ish, literally at leisure of the sheriff's department, uh, there is potential for, for corruption to, to weasel. I mean, uh, before 2003, but when the Minnesota permit came out and turned to shellish, I, I do know for a fact that it was, I'm not implying that there was, you know, bribery or anything like that, but I do know it was a lot harder to get one. You really had to prove your case that you were in a field that required you either in a field or in a scenario in which you really required a permit to carry. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not familiar. I was not paying to the rules. I was at the time working in an industry where you should be carrying a gun and it was significantly harder, significantly. Uh, all right, moving on a little bit. I don't know if you guys have been paying attention. Have you seen, and I don't know, any decent Black Friday deals we got tomorrow? Anything that's actually purchasing? Like, I mean, who in their right mind would do a Black Friday gun deal? I mean, at this point, you can charge whatever you want. I mean, the used market on a $400 handgun is $700 right now. Like, yeah. I have not seen anything, but I would be surprised if any good deal. I always look forward to the ammo deals on, on Black Friday. Um, or, admit it, I clearly have an issue guns. Ah, anything that Palmetto State is throwing up as a, a, a cheap upper. But there's just, there's nothing. I mean, I, I have a hard time believing there's even a quantity in stock anywhere retail that they would have like enough to be like, you know, let's put these on sale so they move. <laughs> right? <It's... laughs> yeah. Nobody can't imagine that's the case. Yeah. I mean, I'm what do like... I know though? Just a guy. By now you may have it by Christmas. Yeah. Christmas 2021. Yeah. You might have the gun. Your permits. Permit, on the other hand, is scheduled sometime in March to turn in your paperwork. Yeah. Jim, when's your date? February sometime? Yeah, I called on November 4th, and I got February 11th. My understanding is Hennepin County is already into March. Oh, it, they were end of February a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, I, I'm looking at uh, gun deals right You can get some good flashlights for, uh, for Black Friday. That's about it. There might be holster deals. I can't imagine there's going to be ammo deals. Can't imagine there's going to be gun deals. You got, yeah, no, I mean, it's, here we go. There's a burst of thunder, 380 for 240. Just a jam-o-matic, that's all. I don't know. I, I don't I don't think, even if we have a, a vaccine, people actually have it. So got a question on if we have a schedule when we go live like this, or is it random days and times? This is the first meeting I've been in with you guys and just happened to notice on my Facebook page. Well, welcome, first of all. First of all, thank you for watching. Um, we do. We do have a regular schedule. We don't always get started on time because 
I routinely have technical. Uh, but no, every other Wednesday. We're looking at making changes. Yeah, yeah, we need to let that guy Personnel go. Personnel-wise, <laughs> technology-wise. We need to let that guy go. Uh, but every other Wednesday, uh, around 8 o'clock, it started. We're going to get a little better with the notifications, putting the stuff out there. It is a bit of a learning for us, um, but we're working through it. <laughs> uh, we do have a, uh, a YouTube channel with uh, all of the past broadcasts on it, if you yes. want to up as well. Yep, uh, TC Carry on YouTube. Uh, uh, trying to think where else, but you know we're gonna get a little better at publishing what was, these. What was what was the podcast platform? Uh, you can find Everything. us on anything: Apple, okay. Spotify, Overcast, all the all the podcast players. If you just look up uh, tccarry.com, so you can get a podcast for the same uh, same broadcast. Hopefully, a little bit cleaned up, but uh, <laughs> that that has also been a learning curve. Ah, <laughs> oh, so. I don't know. Let's get a little off off guns. I don't know. Unless you guys got to run, we're coming up on nine o'clock. I figured we'd keep going a little bit. If oh, don't want to talk guns, AJ, or, or you I don't want to talk. What, what else are we going to talk about? I got my I blood pressure up. About Where's this going? <laughs> uh, I was going to make a poor political. Ah, uh, I figured that just what you guys are doing for Thanksgiving. What do you you guys got any big plans? Since you know you're not allowed to hang out. Well, well, well played. Well, when I get off with you guys, I'm going to go fire up the smoker and do a couple pork butts. Nice. Oh, boy. Nice. Yeah, I'm one of them well non-traditional played. ones. I had turkey. Yeah. Nope. You're, uh, you're, you're talking to the, well, two of the people here are the right people to talk to about smoking. I don't know if Jim's does any, has any history smoking any meat or anything. I don't. I don't even own a grill. I, I cook, but it's all in the kitchen. I don't. I don't do anything outside. I. <laughs> I even cook on my blackstone when it's twenty degrees out. I just. Who are Who are you thinking about replacing? Every Every time, I think I hit a new low with this guy. <laughs> he comes out swinging. <laughs> <laughs> AJ, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? Uh, well, uh, you know, my, uh, my parents are up Wait, there in don't, age. don't out yourself if you're spending Thanksgiving with more than 10 people. I'm not. I am, uh, spending my Thanksgiving with, with just my immediate family. You know, uh, my parents are up there in age and although I'm personally not too worried about everything that's happening, you know, if I get it, if my kids get it, the, the likely possibility of us getting something serious is relatively as we know, the older folks and people with other health complications are the ones we got to worry about. So we're going to worry about them. They're the ones that need to protect themselves. We're going to let them do that. We're going to enjoy our Thanksgiving here at home for a while. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, myself, similar. Similar situation. Uh, parents are, are getting older, got some health issues. I'm worried um, about Jim. He doesn't own a grill. He can't go to the ground round. I mean, <laughs> you, you don't sit in the driveway, Jim. I'll, uh, I'll throw you a beer and a wing. Oh man, sauce. Daughter and I are going over there tomorrow. Okay, nice. Cooking a turkey or? Uh, what happened is the family member who would have been hosting but canceled plans so that everybody didn't get together has already brought all the food over to my dad's house. Oh, so I just nice. have to, you know, reheat or cook everything tomorrow as needed to uh, put the t- dinner on the table. Well, that's nice. nice. That, that, that's a fair trade-off, right? Like it's acceptable. Ah. Uh, I'm I'm deep frying a turkey tomorrow, so my goal is to not be the guy burns down the house. Burns down the house, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
I, I had a neighbor that used to deep fry a lot of things, and his secret was you just do it in the driveway. So we got a, a big pool we put up for the kids every year, and uh, so I got a big dead spot in the backyard that's never going to grow anything. Oh, yeah. I'm going to put that right there. Perfect place to start a fire. <laughs> it sounds like a good choice to me. Yeah, so we'll see. Uh, I, I absolutely did pull up a bunch of YouTube turkey fried failure videos to show uh, girlfriend about what I wanted and how it could go wrong. I thought that was a really good so She's totally nice. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Uh, well, uh, Steve, before we go, you got a, a website you want to plug? Yeah, my website for my company is northmetrotactical.com. You know, uh, most everybody uh, watching this probably, if you want to give a just a quick rundown of yourself one more time, I think I've had you do it like three times now. Yeah, so maybe I'll get it right this time. Is that what you're getting at? Uh, I'm hoping I'll maybe get it right. Maybe get it right. Yeah. <laughs> edit, it, edit it how it works out. Figure uh, out which one sounds best. Yeah. yeah I started on North Metro Tactical in thir- 2013. Um, I'm up in the Cambridge Isani area. Do permit to carry classes, do some advanced classes as well, time and weather permits. Um, unfortunate thing is with me being up here, uh, all my classes are held outside. So I tell my students, you know, dress for the weather and, you know, be prepared. If it's going to be 20 below, it's going to be 20 below. And they're like, well, what if can't, we can't do it better? And I'm like, you're going to tell a bad guy, hey, can we come back in June and try this all over when it's 70 and sunny? You know, it's, it's a good deal that they can prepare for, you know, shooting in the elements because you never know what you're going to be up against. So try and stress that in our classes as well that you prepared in minnesota and sometimes that means negative 40 and sometimes that means 100 so yeah shooting outside it's a it's a perfect learning experience for i mean god winter lasts longer than summer it does in minnesota i mean this is this is primary training time can't endorse that so along those lines my go-to and steve you probably experienced as well is you'll get the individuals who are very nervous and have maybe psyched themselves out a bit uh when they're getting test and my go-to line is, if if I'm making you so nervous that you can't hit the target right now, what are you going to do when it's the most stressful and intense of your life? Or, or we got to work through this. Let's spend some time on it. So I, I don't know yeah. if you run into that. Yeah, I run into it too. Um, and then, you know, with being out in the elements and stuff, you know, especially when it starts getting to be cold and you start losing those fine motor skills, I'm like, that's what your body's going to start going through naturally in those stressful responses. So we might as well be training, you know, how we may have to fight someday. So that's 100%. kind of my approach to it. Right. It's never going to be the idea. Never. It's, it's never going to be you just came out of the range after shooting your best, your best range trip ever. You're ready to go. You're in the zone. That's not what it's No, nope. it's going to be in the cold, in the dark low visibility or 2 a.m. when you have been deep in sleep and around a corner or come out of your car in an unfamiliar place or yeah i just can't stress that matter it enough. sitting at church in your sunday's best yeah i just well. can't stress it enough to my students and i hope that you know everybody's students follow through to when so many people are doing their basic permit to carry classes and then they don't take it upon themselves to work on dry fire or take any advanced shooting classes, things like that. They're a detriment to themselves when they get out there, you know. We can give them the tools to get them 
started on things, but keep going and advance themselves. That's on them to keep up their training, just like it is for us to keep up on our knowledge base so that we can better equip our students when we're out there. Oh, yeah, that's that's one of my favorite lines from Pat McNamara, Pat Mack. He says, you know, I mean, if you have a permit and a gun and no training, you're a liability. Yep. Imagine, imagine for a moment going through driver's ed, getting your driver's license, not driving for five years, and then hopping in a car and expecting to be good at it. Imagine <laughs> that for a moment. <laughs> Never going to happen. Yeah. Right. So uh, there is a comment here just before we, we're just going to try this out. I got nothing to do tomorrow. I don't know about you. Uh, uh, do we offer, and Steve, this could be a good question for you too. Um, do we offer classes to train if someone wants to learn to shoot AR-15s or shotguns? Uh, we do offer specific AR-15 courses, not just shooting, but cleaning, maintenance, full understanding of the firearm. Um, AJ? More of a one-on-one scenario at this point. We don't, there isn't a hell of a lot of demand. Uh, for that course and we do have a course set up we do have course material uh and we have taught it in the past but the demand isn't there so it isn't a regular course we put on it's not something scheduled in our schedule um but reach out to us and or steve or you know any other gun trainer out there most of us have something or at least a referral to somebody who does that can get you familiar with that platform familiar with you know whether it's home defense or marksmanship or hunting for that matter um you know we can yeah that's a good point um well there are a lot of organizations performing uh permit to carry and other firearms education in minnesota uh, most all of them many of them are are very and you know if they're not able to help you out they're likely to provide you who will be able to help you out who have that that knowledge base as steve was saying in the beginning of this you know it Although technically we're direct competitors, uh, you know, we all have the same end. Um, you know, I think getting training people on safely how to use guns, how to carry guns, getting guns into the hands of, and getting more people in our end goal for everyone. And so if, if I don't get your $40 and Steve does, I am more than happy to send you to Steve if he can provide you something that I can't do great. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the way a lot of the instructors kind of feel. Um, you know, I hope that's just not a good report between you and I. No, um, no, that's you know, that we need to be able to have this education across the state. Well, let's be honest, I'm not driving to International Falls to help one guy. No, <laughs> I mean, it's not gonna happen. I will not, gladly not one, find no. you somebody near you that will do a good job. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, that being said, um. Yeah, it's good to converse and talk with other instructors anyway. I, I, I'm appreciative of an uh, outside perspective, somebody else to come and to talk with us. It's very easy to silo and to, to stay in your own. I, yeah, I appreciate being able to come in and sit with you guys instead of just being in the audience every time, every week. <laughs> well, you're welcome back, Steve. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, guys. Uh, unless you got anything else, we'll kind of end it there, cap it off, and... Uh, I'll close it out. You know. And uh, and to, to to answer the question that was asked earlier, we'll be back on the 9th of December then. Yeah. Uh, we'd love to shoot for more days, but it is a time suck, and clearly we're not putting a, enough effort into it in the off weeks to figure out how to make it run smoothly. So. Well, let's be honest. I mean, there's a lot of guys that are in it for monetary reasons. Um and we're not doing that. You know, I, I, I truly feel this is a lot more casual, a couple of gun guys talking and having conversations and trying to, one, be entertaining and, two, be a little educational about it. And, you know, we don't 
put a hell of a lot of time into production value and we don't put a hell of a lot of time into planning, you know, we're, I mean, we get some bullet points and we shoot from the hip and we speak honest. And yeah, it's, it's meant to, it's meant to be for us to have fun, right? Cause we're not enjoying it. There's no point in us doing somebody else enjoy it. We're not starting conversations and building relationships. We're not going to make money off it. We're not going to, it's, you know, we are, we are what we are. We're, I think we're happy with fairly uh, good at what we do, but this is just another another way to try and help people. Same way we're doing another other avenues. Um, we'll work work on the technical stuff. You know, that's the other thing. Whereas we're not not going to spend a lot of money on software and hardware to make the the high end polished streams. I bought this range just to sit here and hold <laughs> this class. Uh, if you bought that range, why in heck are we going to a certain range, a, a certain chain of range chain of ranges that that you know? Easy answer. I just mopped this place. I don't want you dirty in it. <laughs> Got to watch those lead levels, right? <laughs> <laughs> you see how pristine these ceiling tiles are? Nobody's ND'd <laughs> into your ceiling. Used range. <laughs> I don't even want these targets shot back here. I want them picture perfect. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, even if you open the range the very first day, somebody would either ND right into oh. the ceiling. Or One of those right in. coming down, yeah. <laughs> oh, people are awesome. <laughs> all right all right hey uh guys have a, a good thanksgiving uh all of you out there listening to this uh have a good thanksgiving thanks for listening thanks for steve thanks for taking the time out to be out with us appreciate it Th- thanks for having me guys greatly appreciate it back have a great holiday thanks. all right see you guys